Good evening to you, Missouri fans. Gabe DeArmond, Gerard Hamilton coming to you live from the press box at Memorial Stadium at Faroe Field after a 29-27 Missouri win over Arkansas that, despite what some of you out there seem to think, does not have me angry, does not have me upset, does not have anyone on this show in tears or breaking anything. Um Happy to be here talking about a win that leaves Missouri 6-6 six and six on the season, headed for a bowl game. We know. We don't yet know which bowl game. We'll talk about that. We have our preferences. Eli Drinkwitz shares our preference. We'll, we'll get into all of that. But um, a 29-27 win, uh, I think Gerard, and we'll get into it later, I'm still going to find a way to make people mad with my take coming out of this game. It's not negative. It's not negative. I want to say that off the top. But uh, I think some people will disagree, but that's okay. We'll get to that later. Um, your just kind of, you know, overall thoughts uh, coming out of this one. Brady Cook. Brady Cook. I mean, everybody's gotten on him. I've gotten on him. Um, some people think I have it, but I, I have. He, game after game, it's kind of the same things, you know, as far as some missing passes, you know, touchdowns that happened today. There's at least two or three that he missed. But for the most part, these last three games, best three games of his of his career, probably. Yeah, and like he's stringing, he's stringing them together. He's the reason why they're in games. He's the reason why they won that third and four. Him drink trusting him to make that type of pass on third and four. Because I asked you, do you try to win the game basically, or are you just going to run and conservative? Because they've been running and being conservative, conservative giving these little one-yard runs or tackles for loss in these moments all season. And he trusted Brady to make a throw, and he did that. So we've got to, just like how at the South Carolina, we've got to give him some respect and some props for, you know, doing what he needed to do. Logan Marty says, is Brady Cook actually getting better? So we'll just start right there because Brady is going to lead your notebook. He's the subject of the column I'm going to write. And the question I'm asking is, has this kid played his way into the conversation as Missouri's starting quarterback next year? So I'm going to give you his numbers over the last five weeks. Missouri is three and two. In one of those games, the defense gave up 66 points. And in the other game, there was a freak penalty that I you can argue whether it lost the game or not, but whatever. They were right there. That loss wasn't on Brady Cook necessarily. So his last five games, he's averaged 293 yards of total offense. 11 touchdowns, one turnover. That's winning quarterback play. I mean, you're not getting an argument from me. I mean, yeah. it, it, the whole season, this is what Drink, and I guess a lot of people expected that he would be at to start the season. And it took, obviously, it took until literally the final quarter of the last possession of the last game for with bowl eligibility, battle line trophy on the line to do that. But he's at that point now. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in a few weeks. Everything's going to be changing stuff. But him himself, he's played his way upwards every game. Even I was telling you about the Kentucky game. He had a terrible first half. But the reason it was close, the reason why that punt block penalty mattered is because he made plays with his legs and, and you know, got those two scores. He is a significantly better quarterback than he was six weeks ago. And it was interesting. And sure. I'm sure you'll write about this. Uh, <laughs> but, but he said – he told us in the post-game press conference after the Vanderbilt game, or maybe it was even Friday night before. He said Friday night before the Vanderbilt game. Friday night before the Vanderbilt game, he told the team, he told the defense, he said, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna let you down anymore. I, I'm gonna start carrying my weight. 
this offense is going to start carrying its weight. And look, it, it hasn't been perfect. Like, this is not a great offense. But they scored on six out of their first seven drives tonight and staked Missouri to a lead. And when this team can play from ahead, it's not bad, man. It's it, like you can see the pieces there. Yeah, and it's the thing is when I think uh, when we was walking back up here, I was telling you that one of the keys I see is the defensive players. They're starting to believe it. It was one thing at South Carolina, you know, when the defense kind of had South Carolina strapped anyway. Like it was cool that they scored 23, but the defense still won them that game. But you can feel from Isaiah McGuire and JC or Jalen Carlisle that like, no, we can actually see the offense. They believe in themselves. They can actually do something, and it doesn't feel like a one-hit type of thing because they've done it the last three weeks. I mean, like you said, the Tennessee loss was something, but they scored 24 points. Last week versus New Mexico State, they scored 45, and it wasn't as great, but when Drake was saying we need to do better, it felt like he was talking about defensively, it seemed like. That's how I was interpreting. So they've str- they're stringing together games, and now the defense, everybody's starting to believe it instead of, it's just kind of, you know, what it is. If Missouri had this offense all year, and, like, look, I want to say, Arkansas's defense is bad. They're, they're bad. There's no. no question about it. But if they just had this offensive performance all year, which is Brady Cook had more yards rushing than any Missouri quarterback since James Franklin in the 2011 Independence Bowl. James had 142 that day. Brady had 138 today. So if they have Brady running – completing enough passes and not turning the ball over. This is a nine and three football team. They yeah. win Kentucky, they win Florida and they win Auburn. They, they win Georgia because they, they may be 10 and two. Because yeah. the, and, and I'm, my maybe, thing is, maybe what Georgia, I think, Georgia felt a little more to me, like Georgia was capable of if they needed more finding more in that game, Florida, Auburn and Kentucky won. That's the difference in those games to me. I guess. I mean, there's just so much uh, moving things with that because I'm thinking if we keep the, the score the same and everything and we just basically put the Brady Cook on this final drive that should have been on that final drive versus Georgia, then, you know, things happen or whatever, you know, right. something like that. But I, I get your point. But, yeah, but but there this if, if this is the offense we had seen all year, this is a nine-win football team, and we're talking about – Hey, maybe the Citrus Bowl, you know, and look, I, I will I will out myself here. Um, maybe we should have been a little bit more patient with a kid that had never been a starting quarterback uh, with a number one wide receiver who had never been a number one wide receiver with a number two wide receiver who had never played college football with an offensive line that was, you know, iffy at best. Um, maybe. <clears throat> maybe I should have been a little more patient and let this offense become now look, it's one game. I don't want to turn them into, Hey, it's fixed. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not fixed, but today I was impressed today. I don't, the reason I'm not going to necessarily say that is because when you think back to the one possession games, I mean, whether they were flukes or weird things, they could have won those games. How Brady Cook is, you know, well, I guess prior to these last three games, the way we was thinking about him, they could have won those games. So I think he's earned both sides of the coin. He earned some of the the, the backlash, and this, and so does drinking the play calling. But he also earns, you know, the praise on the other side for what he's been doing the last few weeks because um, I think a big thing is the schedule plays a part of this, though. Like, I think it's softened up at the end of the 
Well, and, and I guess my point is, okay, this is his 13th start. Maybe that, maybe it was unfair to have expected this in his fifth start, you know? Again, it's it's just, if they were getting blown out or two touchdown losses, they were losing by 3.7 points. It makes me feel like, yeah, he maybe maybe it was a little bit too much to expect from him, but at the same time, it seems like he's only a play or two away from doing it. And in the game like versus Auburn, that wasn't even his fault. Kentucky, you can say that wasn't really his fault. He did his part at the end. There were some other things like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just this was his most complete game. It was his best football game. And like maybe I should be a little less surprised that, hey, in game 13, he's better than he was in game five. Right. It, you know, I mean, that, that, that makes some sense. Uh, John Long says the O-line needs an upgrade. And overall, it probably does. But I thought they were pretty good tonight, man. This is three weeks in a row where the offensive line is, for the most part, been quiet. Now, this is probably the most you've kind of heard. They had a couple penalties. They had allowed, a penalty that cost them a touchdown. They did. Um, and an eligible man downfield. They allowed a sack. But for the most part, this is probably the most you heard them in the last three games, but it's still relatively quiet compared to what they were doing early in the year when they were getting seven, eight penalties per game, nine, ten, eight, nine yeah. tackles for loss and a couple sacks. So Mimbo is really, uh, you know, doing his thing over there. Connor Wood has been relatively quiet. I mean, they, they played well. They do need to upgrade, though. They probably do. The need best to. thing I can say about Armand Mimbo is that I have not noticed he's been playing it's the best compliment the for an offensive lineman. And, and that's a good thing, right? Um, Like, I thought the offensive line was the key to the whole first half because we were talking about it when it was happening. Arkansas was blitzing on every play. Like, they were bringing five, six dudes on every pass play, it seemed like. And the line was picking it up. And literally, like Brady Cook even said, he said, all I had to do was split the line. And then I looked up and I was like, whoa. I mean, there were 30 yards. It was – you know, uh, in the in the game last week, the Chiefs-Chargers game last week, I've seen a bunch of breakdowns of Mahomes had like this 27-yard scramble or something late in the game. Well, it's man coverage. They're blitzing. Once you get past the line, there's nobody there. That happened over and over and over in the first half, and that requires two things. It requires the offensive line picking up that rush, which they did, and then it requires the quarterback recognizing it, which he did. Yes, and with that, because – like Drink said, you asked him, I think it was you who asked him, like, were you just planning to be more aggressive kind of thing? And he he didn't, you know, shy away from that. <laughs> yeah, they're ranked 119th in pass defense. They're 120th overall in total defense. That was the plan. And it wasn't to mean to be a shot at them, but that's where we got the best matchups. And when you your secondary can't guard nobody, you're forced to blitz because that's the, that's the only way they're going to get help. Their front four is not, or their well, I guess they're running for their front three or whatever. They're not getting any, you know, uh, pressure on Cook. And so, yeah, once he got past the line of scrimmage, it was the Red Sea out there for him. So, yep. and he made it work. Yep. Logan says this is the type of game I was hoping Mookie Cooper would have when he transferred here. And look, Mookie was good tonight. Dominic Lovett was dominant. Luther Burden made the one big play for the 30-yard touchdown. The biggest play of the game comes from a freshman, Makai Miller. And you don't want to get, a year, get ahead of yourself because, like, we talked a lot. We talked even before the game. Literally every player on that field on both sides of the football was a free agent. Like, we have no idea who's played his last game here and who hasn't because that's where we live in college football these days. 
but those are all guys who could be back next year. And like, you kind of looked at and said, okay, I can see what they're, this is probably the first time I've said, I can see it, man. I, I can see what they could have here if they stick together and, and, and all get better next year. Yeah, this is the second time in three weeks where it seems like they've actually had a receiving core of some sort. Like they did it again versus Tennessee where Toski got in it, Barrett got in it, you know, Luther and, and Dominic, like actually using multiple receivers instead of just one person being the guy and then the other people are just disappearing. So uh, I agree with you. Yeah, so this is what it really comes down to to me, and this is what I'm writing about. T-Rise says Brady is fully maximizing his potential. So that's the question to me. Is tonight, like, is there another level for Brady Cook, right? If you give him another full offseason and you give him spring football and you give him the confidence, hey, we believe in you. We're not going to spend the whole damn offseason chasing every dude that has two arms and two legs. We believe in you to run this football team. Can he be the starting quarterback for this team next year? And can and can they be more than going into the last week of the season fighting to make a bowl game? I think so, but I think this is they got to get an offensive line for him. His potential. Can, I think he can be better with an offensive line. You see what he's had his best three games when the offensive line isn't letting him take dangerous hits. The hits he's taking off the, the scrambles and stuff, that's his business. But the ones right. behind the line of scrimmage, I mean, that's the offensive line. And so we've seen them play, you know, not great, but they're, they've got some resistance. And now he's he's passing well, too. It's not just running. We know he can run. So and, I think it can be better, actually. Well, and there is something to – I don't know whether it's Eli Drinkwitz. I don't know whether it's Bush Hamden because he's taken over primary play calling duties. <laughs> This coaching staff trusts him in a way it did not trust him a month ago. I mean, I asked uh, I asked Drinkwitz the third and four play because, look, the smart play there, the easy play is run the football, make Arkansas use a timeout, punt it back to them, make them go 50 yards and kick a field goal to beat you in a minute 50 with one timeout. I mean, this is what that team – that's what this team would have done all year long is trust its defense. Tonight – it trusted its quarterback in a freshman wide receiver to make a play, and they they made that play. So, like, everybody we talked to tonight talked about Brady playing with confidence. Well, you know, part of the reason he has confidence is it seems like his coaches had confidence in him tonight, and I'm not sure that's been the case all season. So if you give him an offseason of, you know, hey, we believe in you, we think you're the guy, we're going to go out and get the pieces around you, can't, now, now look. Next year, the goal is not six and six. The goal is not come into Arkansas five and six and, and make the Liberty Bowl or whatever. So, with that year two, with making his fifteenth start as opposed to his second start to start the season, there will be a race level of expectation. But I'm not ready to say after tonight that it can't be him next year. Yeah, I mean, they do need to get they do need to get the piece around him because. If they don't have the pieces around but him, they have some of them. They they have some of them, but if they lose some pieces, if they don't get the right pieces or get whatever they need in the portal, I think we could still see kind of what we saw mid season. That would be more so of the normal because he does he just doesn't got the pieces around. Him. And and then in that case, look, 
that's not him. That's that's on the coaching staff, right? Okay, so sure. uh, the other the other main thing we're talking about is is bowl games. So uh, John Long says to you in Memphis, Texas, Shreveport. Uh, look, I think this is going to come down to Memphis or Las Vegas. Um, and it, it really so the way this works, however many SEC teams are in the playoff are going to be in the playoff. If Georgia wins the SEC, that's probably only one. But then two SEC teams are going to get in the the New Year's Six Bowls, whether that's LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, Bama, Georgia, Bama, Tennessee, whatever. You're going to have three teams there. The team that's left over from those four is going to go to the Citrus Bowl. And then you are going to have a group of six teams, seven if Vanderbilt beats Tennessee tomorrow, but six teams right now that are in these six bowls. It's the Texas Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, the Relia Quest Bowl, the Music City Bowl, the Las Vegas Bowl, and one other one that I'm not thinking of. The SEC and those schools are going to kind of work together and like make the best for the best for everybody. I mean, the schools can say, hey, here are our top three choices, and and then the bowls are going to have their choices, and they're all going to work together. I think this is going to come down to one of two things. It's going to come down to playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl or going to Las Vegas and playing a Pac-12 team Oregon State, UCLA, something like that. Uh, from conversations I've had, I think Missouri prefers Las Vegas if if it's given that choice. But I don't know if it'll be given that choice. We all hope, including Drink, that it's Vegas. But if they do face Kansas in the Liberty Bowl, or if that's who it would be their opponent, I could see them saying yes to that if, like, a UCLA – is UCLA still ranked? Still um, I don't think so, but I'm not positive. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I don't know. I would think they, they still want to win the game. Like, the other stuff is cool, but I know they still definitely want to win the game. I don't think they want to be not overmatched, but I got to put this. like The Pac-12 team would probably be a higher quality opponent than Kansas at this yeah, point. Yeah, but because Kansas, they played somewhat well, and there's obviously this huge rivalry. And a lot of people would go to that game. Oh, yeah. That may entice, you know, maybe we should go to Memphis. And that's what I think the Liberty Bowl will push for because I think they would love that. They had representatives at the game today. Now, Missouri played there in 2018. Um, uh, But, look, Desiree Reed-Francois came from UNLV. She knows a lot of people in Vegas. Eli asked us tonight, where do you all want to go? And we all said Las Vegas. He said, I'm glad you said that. Me too. Um, you know, but he would take the, they would, they would take the, if the SEC says, Hey, it makes more sense to send Ole Miss to Vegas and you guys to the Liberty Bowl to play Kansas in a game that will, will probably fill the stadium. Then, then that's what Missouri will do. I think those are going to be the two choices, uh, when, when it comes down to it. And, and I don't think it's like necessarily just going to be Missouri's choice. The bowl's going to have something to say about it. The SEC and Greg Sankey are going to have something to say about it. Um, I, I don't know about you, Gerard. I'd rather go to Las Vegas than Memphis, but that's just me. I mean, I, I had just spent a year over in West Tennessee. I'm not – no disrespect. It's, I'm, I'm not trying to go there. I was just there. Once I'm new. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna go try to run through some of your questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would have to give credit to the wide receivers. Both Brady Cook and Connor Bazelak seem to throw the ball behind wide receivers. The difference is now they're catching them all. I, look, I don't – I mean, sometimes, but, like, he made some good throws tonight, man. Like, you've got – it can't all be 
when it's bad, it's his fault. And when it's good, it's because of the other guys. Like he deserves the main reason they've been better offensively is because he has run the football. He's averaging 72 yards a game on the ground in the last five weeks. And because that has become a big threat, it opens up some other things. Correct. I mean, the only to that person's point, who just that, that last one you put up, the only ball I can really, really remember where I was just like the receiver had to make an adjustment was the, the deep bomb to love it, where he kind of had to find it in the air, the over shoulder thing. But yeah, to your point, like Brady being able to run is, in fact, the run game. And if you guys seen the run game efficiency, when he gets over 34 yards, they play better because that gives him more time to breathe. People can't just do whatever they want to. They got to respect him in his run game. Yeah. So we've spent a lot of time on the offense and on the quarterback. Stuart West says the most impressive thing today, I thought, was the way Mizzou's front shut down Rocket Sanders. For the most part, he was never running free. He had a couple of real nice runs early that were mostly him. Like he just had patience and and found it, found a gap. But um Missouri, even when they had given up 21 points at halftime, like I, I looked at the numbers in the middle of the third quarter and all of a sudden said, hold on, man, this defense has actually been better than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, it's, um, um, let me check real quick. Rocket had 10 rushes for 47 yards. He did have that receiving touchdown. He had three right. receptions for 15 yards. And, and part of the touchdown. blame here goes on Arkansas, right? 10 carries for that dude? Yeah, and as close as it was, you would think they'd run it. But, I mean. Right. It, it's it, not like they had to abandon the run game. But that front seven, that front seven was, they were doing what they needed to do. And when you, they had six sacks. So when you're in yep. second and third and long, you know, you, you just can't run it, especially because he hasn't been able to break any runs. The one big run he kind of had, there was a holding on it early on in the game. So, I mean, the, the front seven just did what they needed to do. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, and hey, this is a good point by Logan Manzant. Big, big thank you to Barry Odom for not spying the quarterback in the first half. I mean, that game for Missouri was screaming. Just put a spy on the quarterback, like because he was running all. We talked about it already. He was running all over the place. Yes, uh, he had his career high in rushing yards in the first half. Uh, he just set that in at, at Tennessee with one hundred sixty at one fourteen in the first half. I think if Bumper Pool is here, he's that spy. He was not there. I, at least I don't remember seeing him out there. I didn't. I didn't see him today. But Bumper yeah, Pool would have had to be that spy. And yeah, I don't see him on the stat sheet. So that was a big hurt um, for them. So it's tough. Yeah, no question. Um, let's see. Uh, before the show started, PlayStation saying, "Where is Gabe? Dude has one job. Actually, my first job is to go to post game interviews. So that's where we were. Uh, it took a while. Dominic Lovett, like." did a stand-up comedy routine for a little while, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that, that took a little while. Let's see. Um, let's keep on going. Um, okay. Everybody is just complaining that we weren't there. Um, Mizzou fan number seven says, just saw a tweet. Mizzou is six and one against Arkansas the last seven seasons. Arkansas fans may be right. This isn't a rivalry, and rivalries are supposed to be competitive. Look, I've actually heard Arkansas media say that. This can't be a rivalry until Arkansas starts winning some of them. Um, and, Gerard, you you pointed out before the game, you'd heard Arkansas has never won a football game in Columbia. Correct. And um, it can't be a rivalry if, like, you can't manufacture them. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. Right. You can't manufacture robberies. I don't care if the states touch or whatever. It doesn't – everybody looks as, like, 
they can tell you, oh, we're we're getting hyped up for this game and whatever. I think having the trophy is cool. Like that's the incentive or whatever. But bowl eligibility. I look past all the we're not thinking about the trophy. I mean, we're not thinking about that. That was all BS. I think that's what they was just telling us. They knew what was on the line today, uh, bowl eligibility. Yeah, no question. <laughs> uh, one, one other guy I feel like we should talk about before we move on to some of the questions. Isaiah McGuire, and let's be honest, I think this was probably the last time we're going to see him. Separated shoulder, dude had two sacks. I mean, yeah, separate, yes. What is separated AC? That's what he said? Separated AC. AC. His shoulder, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's say he doesn't play in the bowl game. I mean, to me, if I'm a scout, that's just like, ah, that's that's risky, but that's tough. And he performed, though. He had two yeah. sacks, two tackles for loss, five tackles overall. I mean, he's been their best defensive player, you could say, uh, of this season. Um, I think also maybe rising up sneakily is uh, Rake Straw. Yeah. Like, if you look at his stats – Rakeshaw, I'd say he's had the better year, although KAD leads the SEC in pass deflection. Rakeshaw's had a really strong year. Tyron Hopper, I'm forgetting him. He'd probably have that argument with McGuire for the best play. But you know what I'm saying. McGuire's balled out, and even if he doesn't play in the bowl game, to go out this way, I think that's that says a lot about him. Yeah. Uh, Freeway Jared giving us a buck for each win Mizzou was expected to get this season on the over-under. Hey, big day for the people to bet the over because it was five and a half. So big day for those people. Jared, we appreciate uh, appreciate you joining us every week and, and tossing us a little little bouquet there. So um, definitely appreciate that. But, like, look, I, I've said all along, like all year long, people said, well, we're almost this, almost that. And I said, you are what your record says you are. Look, this wasn't a giant step forward, but they've saved this season over the last four weeks. I mean, they've, they've brought it from – the brink of what the hell's happening here to, like I said, the, you've got reason to hope now, right? I mean, they, they're still going to have to do it, and we're going to talk a little bit about it in a minute. I saw a comment, but but you've got more reasons to hope than, than you had a month ago. I will say that the hope is probably around the same as it was last year, and I don't think they got above where they were they just kind of got it back to the middle with these last four or five games, back to where it started. But, but, but a month ago, I didn't think they were going to oh. get there. Oh, yeah. A month ago, we were definitely on the – it could go as bad as four and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I said after the Vanderbilt game, I said I didn't think they were going to win another game. And, look, I was I was wrong. I, I, I've got no problem admitting that. Um, and now here's the point that I said we're at least going to address. Jay White says, feels good, but December 5th looms, and it could be a different team in the bowl. There's no question. And look, this is not a Missouri thing, right? And we're not going to start pushing kids out the door. But every player in college football is a free agent, except the ones who have already transferred. I mean, like Mookie Cooper's already transferred. He ain't going to go sit out somewhere. Mookie Cooper can be here next year because he has to sit out if he transfers. But everybody who hasn't transferred can transfer. And it's not just going to be, well, this kid didn't play and the coaches pushed that kid out. There are going to be some surprises on every team where fans are going to go, I don't get it. Why is this guy leaving? Well, it could be any number of reasons. I mean, maybe he hates his teammates. Maybe he hates his coach. Maybe some other school paid him money. I don't know. But there are going to be guys that surprise us. So we talked about it a lot in the pregame. We're sitting here going, 
who knows who's last who who this is the last game for there's a bunch of dudes that could leave there's a bunch of and that's just talking about the transfer portal i mean they've got a number of guys who who can be thinking nah, i need to get ready Go for pro. the combine yeah so i mean like i, I asked jalen carlisle tonight if this was his last game at mizzou and he said only god knows i mean i would have I mean, a feeling jalen probably has some idea but listen i think that's a 99 percent way nice way of saying yeah i'm out of here but you know i can't i, I, I don't think he has to there. get his i think he has to get his nfl evaluation i mean if the nfl, if yeah, the NFL comes yeah. back and says hey man you got to go back i think he comes back yeah, yeah I, well i guess well let me erase that it's definitely a, if the league says i'm ready or i'm you know a high day three or day two whatever he expects they expect right. him to be he'll leave that's his first priority basically Appreciate Jason Lee giving us 10 bucks out of his winnings from Bentley over on five and a half. So, uh, <laughs> and, and look, I would ask for more, but I didn't tell you to bet it. I did pick him seven and five preseason. Uh, I was wrong, but, but it was the over. Um, uh, Atheos Diolo says, by the time we play the bowl game, McGuire's shoulder will be a lot better coming from a guy who's dislocated it. It will be. Look, if I'm Isaiah's agent, yeah. I'm telling him, not mm-hmm. for the Las Vegas Bowl, man. Not you for, get ready for the combine. Yeah. There's nothing you can do in the Las Vegas Bowl that you haven't already shown scouts you can do. Yeah, there's combines, what, February typically? It's a February thing, uh, like right after the Super Bowl. It's like a – I want to say it's March, but you might maybe, be right. Yeah, yeah. something around there. It, I Yeah, I'd just hang it up if I were him, you know, and just rest up he's, and wait for the combine. That's what usually would happen for most people. I don't know why he'd be advised differently. He's Tyler Beatty from last year. If he just comes out and says, man, I gave everything I had. I played my last game with a separated shoulder. I poured my he, soul into this thing yeah. for four years. Not one person should be unhappy with it. Yeah, I mean, especially just because y'all want the Vegas ball or the Liberty ball. If it was a, if it was a, a, a New Year's Six – I right. get it, but sugar bowl, sure. Yeah, <laughs> but not 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 these bowls. Yeah, uh, Logan's asking how big a win this win ha- impacts recruiting. I've always said I don't think one game has has all that big an impact. Um, look, six and six is better than seven and five. If you can get to or than five and seven, I mean, if you can get to seven and six, but like I don't think there's anybody that's going to go I wasn't going to go to Missouri but now I'm going to go to Missouri based on beating Arkansas maybe I'm wrong but but I just don't think one game generally has that big an impact I think one game in the aspect of the win-loss record kind of does like just going to a six and 16 versus a five and 17 or seven and six what you know what I'm saying like yeah. going to one of those just is a little better than you know going to one that you think is more on the decline as than even just being lateral or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Freeway Jared wants to know if you can transfer without sitting out, if you've already used a free transfer, if you're a grad transfer, and I believe you can. Um, you know, I, I there's so many different rules. I'd, I'd have to look everything up. But I, I think you can. Um, I, I, I could be wrong on that. So, uh, yeah. Um, look, man, like, we can agree – Best game of the year, right? Most complete game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think one real quick. Because I feel like offensively they were better than they were at South Carolina. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say South Carolina, but 
offensively, just getting those drives. I mean, they had a, a pretty lengthy, long drive or two in there. And then just six or seven first drives are just getting points on the board. Um, they'll have to fix – they will have to fix how those last four drives went, though. That, I mean, if the season was going on and they were doing that where they just fall off a cliff, it feels like, you know, towards the clutch, that could be a problem. But It felt like in the second half Arkansas adjusted to take Brady Cook's legs away, and that's when the Missouri offense faltered a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's probably about right. And so, yeah, this was the best game for the offense, especially in that first half. And then defense kind of closed it out how everybody thought they would for most games of the season. So they both – they did what they needed to do. Everybody says Missouri's offense needs to start off hot, and then they would hope the defense would close it out, and that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, good win. Uh, good crowd. I think they announced 55,000, something like that. And considering there were no students um, – Definitely, uh, definitely feel good about that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think the end. Res- I, I think the bowl game is important for this team because seven and six is especially whether it's Kansas, whether it's a, a name like UCLA, it, it's going to be a Power Five team, and that it, like you're going to play a Power Five team in a bowl game, whether it's Big Twelve or Pac Twelve remains to be determined. But that that would be big. Another win over a Power Five team, I, you could. The, win, the record would be better than last year. So I think the end result from this year because of the win today will be, could it have been a little better? Yeah, but like it's a lot better than we thought maybe it was going to be a month ago. Right. And again, it's going seven and six, seeming like there's some type of progression. Wasn't that the theme of this week or maybe last week? I'm getting all confused. The holidays threw it all off, but what does progress look like to drink and everybody, you know, do you have to win a certain number of games or is there things you can see, you know, behind the scenes or just on the field that looks like progress? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a combination of the two Stuart appreciate, uh, appreciate your kind words. We, we, uh, we kind of enjoy doing this. It's a way to process everything for a minute before we sit down and write after every game and appreciate those of you who, who have shown up every week. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of finish it out with this, uh, Jared says, does anybody else think Drink has been a wimp in midfield, end of a half, and fourth and short situation? So we kind of debated the end of the first half scenario in real time. And at first I kind of thought maybe you go for it. But there were about 55 seconds left. You were down 21-20. And in the end, I came around to thinking Eli Drinkwitz did the right thing. You go out there, you try to draw them off sides. They're probably not going to jump, but you burn 35 seconds in the process. And then you kick the ball because they're not going to try to score. I mean, it already felt a little bit like Missouri had dominated that first half and they were down a point. If you make a mistake there, if you don't get that fourth down at midfield and then Arkansas goes in and the lead's 24-20 or 28-20, I think you go into the the locker room with a whole different feeling. And, And like Atheist says, like, it would have been devastating. I, I think that whole game goes different if Missouri goes for fourth and one and doesn't get it there. Yeah, I, that was probably one of the better times we're actually doing, just trying to get them to, to jump off sides made, made sense. And Arkansas had two timeouts at that point, though. Now, you said, like, on third down, I think they called the timeout before third down, Mizzou did, with, like, a minute or so right. left. And you said, I don't know if they should have done that. I didn't like that. that. That was a problem, but because Arkansas didn't immediately burn that timeout, 
it made sense for Drake to be like, well, if they're not going to do anything, let's just go ahead and burn it out. So it ended up being the right decision. Everybody wants to go forward, but it's kind of how the game went. It just it just made sense. And like you said, if they go down 24-20, considering uh, when did they miss that two-point conversion? Oh, that was that was in the second. Oh, we'll that talk was, about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say that you had that that the field goal and then that not getting that two-point conversion later, like we could be talking about another so, one possession loss or something. So there were 10 minutes left in the second quarter. They score. Wait, this was the third up, quarter. The third quarter. Third quarter. I'm sorry. Yeah. They score to go up 26-21. They go for two. Now Gerard's gonna back me up. Before they even ran the play, I said, what the hell are they going for two? Why, why are they going for two here? Why are they chasing points? You don't chase points with 25 minutes left in a game. And what did I – Gerard, I, I was mad because I thought when Arkansas got the ball back with five minutes left, I thought I was going to have to rewrite my whole column based on the fact that Missouri lost the game 30-29 to 29 because Eli Drinkwitz went for two with 25 minutes left in the football there was uh, some of our media friends were saying it was the right choice. Listen, it's not Madden. It's no. not a video game. You no. don't go for two. You don't. You don't you never go, go for two before the fourth quarter. You don't have to go for two. You don't. First off, you're controlling the game. Like Arkansas had a lot of points, but they weren't. Besides the, I think the first uh, Arkansas's first score was their easiest score. After that, it just felt like things were so much harder. Like their drives were so much harder. Uh, uh, to come by so going for two we just kind of looked at each other like he's starting to do that stuff again that stuff that just starts adding up doesn't really make sense yep cody says he wanted to turn it off with two seconds left because he didn't want to see a disaster ridden loss look man if you thought missouri was losing that game when arkansas snapped it with two seconds left on its own 32 like whatever you have goes well beyond ptsd I mean, that is uh, that is impossible. A couple of people ask us, do we think Darius Robinson comes back? I'll let you go first. He was another toss up. Um, I think he's a he's kind of like JC. He's going to get his uh, NFL evaluation, see where he would go. Um, I think Darius is going to leave. Um, and I, I think he came in with Isaiah McGuire and Trey John Jeffcoat and all these guys and I just kind of think he's one of those guys that, hey, hopefully it's the NFL. But even if it's not the NFL, he's he's been here. And, and I think his time's run its course here. And I think he might be – look, they will welcome him back. If he wants to come back, you welcome that dude back. He's Blake a Baker starter said he was trying to recruit him back. Blake right. has already started. He is a high-quality SEC defensive tackle. And if he wants to come back, you bring him back. I just – if I had to guess, I think he probably is done. I think – and you've kind of – mentioned this in bits over the last few weeks like we're all talking about the offense and retooling and stuff they need to do in the transfer portal but the number of nfl talent these guys have and then everybody being a free agent in the transfer portal let's say they lose a number of guys to the league or the transfer portal you're right if i've been here four or five years or whatever the case is do i kind of want to go through a rebuild on defense after we just had our best defensive season like i just went through 2021 where we were terrible then we got good i don't know if i want to Go through the unsure and all that stuff again. A lot of crazy stuff to happen in the next few weeks. Uh, Mizzou fan number seven asking when draft evaluations come out. It's usually – they can get them sooner than this, but, like, the deadline to withdraw from the draft is mid-January. So everybody will have to know, um, uh, you know, by, by then. It, generally, they'll have their evaluations by around the bowl game. Uh, but 
you know, they still some decisions could be made after that. So, all right, guys, uh, look, it's, uh, you know, almost eight o'clock. We still got writing to do. So we're going to go ahead and get to that. I'm going to have a column on, on Brady Cook and what tonight might mean for next year. Gerard's got got his stuff coming, talking about Brady, Isaiah McGuire, Dom Lovett, all, all kinds of stuff from today. So uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us all year. We will do one of these from the bowl game, whenever the bowl game is, wherever the bowl game is, in all likelihood. Uh, so appreciate um, you guys joining us there. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue to have the regular Tuesday and Wednesday shows as well. Uh, hit the like button, the subscribe button, all that before you leave. If you're listening on the podcast, say some nice things about us, share us on social media. And also, I, I think I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show because I, I just was, but but the 573tees.com logo has been in the top left corner throughout the show. This is the 573tees.com postgame show. Um, so make sure to check them out. Christmas is coming up. I know your lazy asses haven't gotten any football, any Christmas presents because I know mine hasn't. So you've been busy watching football, eating turkey, all that. 573tees.com. You get all your Christmas shopping done in one place. Great guys, great local business. They've been huge supporters of us and allowed us to do this show with you guys all season long. Uh, we'll allow it to continue for a bowl game, maybe a couple basketball games here and there. So support 573tees. Thanks for joining us. Uh, last time from Faroe Field for this year but we will talk to you again at some point.